Greetings, superstars. Welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. I'm Danny Katz, transformation agent, empowered badassery coach, and quantum languaging consultant. And I'm so happy you're here. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated version of yourself. We do this by sharing quantum languaging upgrades, conscious communication tools, witchy life hacks, planetary service announcements, and high-vibing, deep-diving conversations with original thinkers, visionary weirdos, and rebel badasses. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button and to join us on Locals at dannycats.locals.com where you can watch the video versions of all our episodes including those that are a little bit too spicy for the non-free speech friendly platforms. And it's also where paid subscribers can tune into the second half of all my interviews and enjoy a plethora of other bonuses, including live monthly Q&As, unpublished writings and videos, and behind the scenes intel. Join our quickly growing tribe of high vibe superstars at dannycats.locals.com. Okay, now that we've got all our housekeeping out of the way, let's enjoy today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. On today's show, we have author, spiritual teacher, mystic extraordinaire Richard Rudd, best known for writing the epic tome, The Gene Keys. I had Richard back on the show to talk about the Dream Arc, which is the latest course that the Gene Keys team is offering. Before we dive into our conversation, I'm reminding you to hit that subscribe button, to like, and to share. And if you're listening or watching on a platform that allows for commenting, please go ahead and type in some kind words, some punctuations, some symbols. All of these things go a really long way into tricking the algorithm into giving me more exposure. So teamwork makes a dream work. <laughs> Thank you so much for your efforts in helping me get the good, great word up out. I think that works. As well, I'm reminding you of how the show is structured. So the first half of this podcast and every podcast is free for the public. That's right, I said free. The second half is available for my paid supporters on both my Locals and Patreon platforms. So as you are inspired to listen to the second half of this conversation, please sign up to support me at Patreon, which is patreon.com slash dannycats and or Locals, dannycats.locals.com. Um... All of my paid supporters get access to all of my second half, second half conversations, as well as bonus content, including unpublished essays and articles, including special offers and discounts for webinars, workshops, and courses. We have monthly Zoom calls for all of my $10 and up supporters, and I also have membership options on Patreon that allow you and I, you and me, to drop in one-on-one. -on -one. So head on over to Patreon and or Locals, whichever most appeals to you, and support me there to get access to all of the bonus content and jump into my superstar membership tribe. Last bit is, have you read Word Up, Little Languaging Hacks for Big Change yet? Because this is... One of those books that promises to change your life. Our consciousness is programmed with language, with our every word. And so every word we speak, think, type, write is always, always, always shaping our consciousness. And a lot of us, I'd venture to say most of us, are running unconscious languaging patterns that are working against us. So this book attunes us 
to A, how language programs the consciousness as well as reality at large, and that it attunes us to some of the most common languaging patterns that we don't even realize are perving our lives and our world. And lastly, it offers quantum languaging upgrades, super simple ways to evolve our communication habits for the infinitely more empowering, effective, efficient, and wonderful. WordUp is available as a print book, as a Kindle, and as an audiobook. So you can find those on Amazon. If you're one of those people who I greatly respect who isn't aligned with buying books on Amazon, no problem. Message me privately and I am happy to arrange for a, a private independent sale. Okay, I think that does it for all of our housekeeping. Buckle up and prepare to have your mind blown by my special guest, Richard Rudd. sweater all right this is a new one. Oh, is it ah, i'm always like my my knitwear season has begun i'm that's why i'm wearing short sleeves because i'm like milking the last moments of summer before it's sweater weather <laughs> yeah i know it's begun <laughs> well congratulations on your new sweater i know you have a, a lot of good like marled wool pieces i, do. I feel like i've seen them <laughs> i do i do indeed i love that uh, I'd be envious, but I know it's coming. And then I'll just be in wool for the next eight months. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll bloody need it out there, don't you? Yeah, we don't have fall here. We have summer and winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That must, that's weird, isn't it? So you, are you out in the, in the sage? I am out in the sage. Um, there's a, it's so nice when it starts to flower. And it's so like fluffy and pretty like pussy willows, but like bigger. God, you're lucky. I love that place. Yeah. Well, you're lucky too. You live in a beautiful place. I do live in a beautiful place. I really yeah. do. Are you in Devon proper? Yep, I'm in Devon. Um, yeah, you can kind of see out my window now because I've moved my um my stained glass. Yes, you um, did. And uh yeah, so you can see even a bit of background. It's gonna night is gonna be falling as we do this. Oh, that's exciting. Devon's the only place I've ever been in England. Is it? Yeah, I like passed through London on my way there, but that's where I spent time. And there was this really cute, like old hardware store with like the best antique, like screwdrivers and hinges. And I never wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I know Devon's pretty magical. It's a magical yeah. place. I love it. Full of like wild rivers and, um, you know, mm. the moors. My favorite place in the world is Dartmoor. And um, what makes that your favorite? Uh, it's just, it's lovely. It's wild and it's kind of ancient. You've got these ancient rock formations and these beautiful river valleys with old oak, mossy old oak trees. And um, and it's pretty, you know, there's no one there really. So it's just <laughs> lovely. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> get away. From, you can get away from the world. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hi, How are you, it's anyway? so nice to see you. I'm great. I know. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy that we get to drop in. I've been like in that obsessive book writing place where nothing else exists. And then Thursday morning, I realized I finished it. it oh. <laughs> you know, when you're like not, sprinting did, so hard and you don't even did, realize. Oh, well done. What's the book? It's uh, so <laughs> I, I'm curious on your take. I'm calling it the language of betterarchy. Ah, yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. I like it. I, I wasn't finding any examples of large scale impl implementation of heterarchy. And I know the last time you and I talked was helping me kind of flesh it all out. And then synarchy has been so weaponized by so many different fascist regimes. Did you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah in the past, yeah. yeah. I'm trying so, to give it a new, a new um, rebirth. I appreciate that. And I totally support you in that. And I spent a couple months with like all these Latin prefix suffix dictionaries. I'm like, I'm going to create a whole new word. And yeah. then I was just like, all right, well, it needs to be written. So it's just called betterarchy. I love it. That's great. Really good. Really Thank good. You. Thank you. What yeah. about you? Are you writing right now? Um, not so much. 
Um, well, I, I, I kind of am. I'm, <clears throat> I've written a, I've written this book of um, all the lines of the I Ching. I haven't written it yet, but it's, you know, each, you know, I've written it over the last couple of years and I wrote a sutra each morning um, oh, before wow. dawn for each of the lines. <clears throat> and I'm now sort of starting to write commentaries on them um, and, uh, and little bits of, you know, stuff to go with it. Um, and it's going to be a big tome. Um, but I, it's not going to be ready for a couple of years, at least, because it's. It, I'm not hurrying it, and it, it's a very contemplative process, and um, and it got to all then be put together. And I'm handwriting it as well, so it's like, um, yeah. I'm Is gonna, that a I'm, departure for you, or do you often handwrite? Uh, no, normally when I'm writing my books, I, I do them on the computer. But um, these, because they're poetic and they're, you know, the like the main sutras are like they're four lines. Mm -hmm. um, with a heading um, but I'm going to handwrite them I've, I've, I've handwritten them already I haven't got my book here with me um, and um, but they need they're like rough diamonds they that you know they're just it's like a big old leather book that someone gave me and I just filled it with these sutras over the last few years and they're quite fun um, and they're very uh, mysterious and um, yeah so I'm, I'm it's fun it's like my I Ching I guess I love what not, a beautiful morning practice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I writing like that. that kind of, and I'm doing a thing on, I'm doing a little booklet thing on the master numbers at the moment, you know, 11, 22, 11. 33, 44, 55 um, in the Gene Keys anyway. And uh, that's going to make a little mini course out of it because they're Ooh. quite fun. And yeah. I love that. I just did a talk in Santa Fe a couple of weeks ago. Rosie was there actually. Um, and I brought in the 55 because the zip code in Santa Fe is 505. Oh. So I was attuning everyone to like, please know that we are resonating at the Cidic and gift frequencies of freedom here. So, oh. so not to worry, we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And did, have you had a chance? Did you have any, you haven't done something, you had a chance to look at the dream arc then? No, not yet, because I've jumped into the guides program and I've been oh. so enraptured, but I'm very excited to jump into the dream arc. How did this come to pass? Can you the give us the origin? Yeah, it's um, so exciting. It's the latest, right? It's the latest. Yeah, it's. um. Yeah, well, it was, well, as you know, Rosie, Rosie and I um, started um I asked her about seven years ago. Actually, I said, "Do you want to do the Do you want to do the dream art with me?" Which are like all the animal totems, jinkies into converted into animals and birds and things. And um, and you know, because of her amazing work on the wisdom keepers, I kind of needed a, a really good artist. And yeah. Um, but you know, with Rosie, I got way way more than that because you know we started off like, "Yes, I'll do the art," but then it grew into like this incredible collaboration that then you know took three years to make this online program um that's a lot more than just a program it's turned into a whole methodology in a way mm -hmm. and um and so yeah it, it and 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 then more and more contribute contributors came and more and more wisdom came and then we you know and then we started to reach out to indigenous elders because we thought we need to get some indigenous voices in here and we need to get you know, um, artists and storytellers and poets and and musicians. And so it just started to fill up with a, a village of like kind of natural wisdom and and particularly based around animals and birds and stories and tales of of myths and creatures and and how they impact us in our lives. So it's just the and there's loads and loads and loads of videos and little kind of lots of little little things in there it's it's an incredible program i mean yeah i've never i've never never done anything like it never seen anything like it you know and the gene keys is so uniquely collaborative even though initially it came through you and i know i believe it took you seven years to write the book is that right yeah 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 so that's a long time in an isolated experience with the keys and now it seems like it's you're opening up to more and more collaboration mm -hmm. so what is that process like like when you and rosie are collaborating on the dream arc do both of you have the same realization oh this animal corresponds to this key like how what is that process like um well 
I also should mention Sally Sally Middleton because she's also been part of our team and Elijah Parker as well, who yeah. did all the, who actually made it on built it online. Um, and so you know when you come into the program, you meet the four of us, you know, and we and we have different sort of roles in the in the program. And um, yeah, we, it's more like um, I sort of would do the downloady bit, you know, the sort of transmissions, and then Rosie would go. It was like. Okay, let's make that practical. <laughs> let's okay. let's 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 put that into someone's life and figure out how they can interact with it, you know, yeah. and and how it actually can go into their life, you know, not just as a, as this incredible concept, but as like, wow, an invitation or a journey or a process or a you know something that they actually do to embody it. So the the program, you know, more than any other thing I've ever done, is filled with living embodied invitations and and kind of you know living stories you know because it's all about you know living and stretching into the dream realms and opening up you know your right brain and your you know trusting your intuition in really powerful ways mm -hmm. so Can you yeah give us an example and, of some of the practical yeah. exercises yeah sure um let's just think of one um well, recently I did, because um, in, in each, in the dream arc, it's made up of these 192 creatures, um, mm -hmm. birds and mammals and uh, underworld creatures. And, and did you uh, tap into that structure initially? Yeah, yeah. And it's very, um, it's very loose, you know, so we hold it loosely because we go, look, there's creatures that aren't in here. Mm -hmm. And, and, but they are all in here, really. You have to fit them in. It's that in that way, it's collaborative. Right. And there's also no rules. In fact, that Rosie said just today, like the only rule is if you find a rule, break it. You know? <laughs> so, you know? It's my kind so, of rule. <laughs> yeah. And so um, in the but what we did is with all these creatures, I, I, I kind of intuitively placed them. I came up with these categories, 12 categories, hunters, um, healers, unifiers, um, tricksters, um, laughers, leapers. Um, messengers those kind of things there's 12 of them and do and those correspond to the the families the I'm no on the name. they're quite they're quite random okay you know? so in cool. leapers you might find yes you will find a flea for example and a kangaroo but you might also find uh if i'm right a slug you know which isn't a, you wouldn't think you know so there are things like that but if you go deep into the mythology or the or the kind of wisdom of, of each creature, you'll see that it, there's a reason it's in that category. But then the categories also cross over each other, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, what it, yes, animals are really in all of them in some respects. So it's that that's a sort of framework. But an example, a practical example is um, right now, because I'm in the course right now, having created it, Rosie and I create, you know, put all this in. But we'd never done it. So then, once we finished it, we we're like, right, I'm beginning it now. Right. And so I've been in it for because we launched it, I don't know, three, four months ago. I've been in it for that long, and um, I'm in now a category called the hunters. Um, and and I was in the, the first category was in the messengers for me. Okay. Um, and I was sort of in there for a while, and I got certain messages. Mm -hmm. um that were very helpful in my life and that's what the dream mark is it's 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 not adding anything to your life in terms of it's it's showing up it's showing underneath the wisdom to help you live a better life or or a richer life or you know so so it it's sort of already tapped into what's going on mm -hmm. you know if you know what i mean yeah um and so yeah so um i'm in that category and uh and I and I, I, there's lots of little funky ways of you attaching yourself to a creature. You know, it might come to you for a dream. Mm -hmm. um, it might be that you um, find one in real life. You know, so it comes to you in your garden, or you, or you meet it somewhere, um, or it, it could. So it comes to you all kinds of ways. So, um, but we also put in lots of little you know gadgets and things and the program so the way of choosing the messengers for example was is um if you if you don't know which one you're you're drawn to there's a as a on the online there's a little um kind of spindle that spins round and each one of it has a has a sound of one of the messengers so it's the sound it makes 
And so they're on a loop. So you, play, you press play and you hear all these sounds and, and you're kind of like, yeah, that's a bird. Oh, I don't know what that is. Maybe I don't know what that, you know, and then you, you're hearing all these sounds and there's about 18 of them. Okay. And then the idea is that you keep listening to them until your mind sort of lets go of trying to understand what they are. And then one of them will come to you. One of them will, on the loop will just go, that one, I don't know why, I want that one, I want that. And so you pick that one and then you, you pick it and then you press the button and it tells you what it is, Okay. what, what that creature is. So I got the bluebird, right, okay. which I have no relationship to because we don't have bluebirds over here. Um, but the bluebird corresponds with Jinky 31, if you're into Jinkies. Um, with the dream I'm you don't it. need. Yeah, <laughs> but in, I know you are. But the dream doesn't doesn't require that you know anything about Jinkies. Oh, wow. Yeah. So because in order to understand the bluebird, you you know, I, I've rewritten the Jinkies, you know, but in bird, in animal form. So mm -hmm. there's a whole book, you know, that that's written into the course. So it, it talks to you about the, the vision of leadership, all the birds of visions. And this is about the vision of, you know, humble leadership. And um, and so anyway, as I was doing that, um, I clicked on one of Rosie's invitations because the the courses, the program set out only for it's really for the right brain. Mm -hmm. So instead of you, you don't really know where you're going, but you're asked to click symbols that you're drawn to. So there's lots and lots of symbols. So you go, oh, I'm going to click that one. And then it opens up an invitation and or or a, or a kind of some little wormhole and um and and there's always a little something special in there and and often it's rosie giving an invitation is what this one was mm -hmm. um and she said do something with your hands you know connected to your messenger it was a, it was a longer invitation than that anyway so i so you, you it's about trusting your intuition so mm -hmm. i had that thought in me and i had this thought of leadership and this bluebird and then I was, I, I just lived my life. And then a couple of days later in my village where I live, I bumped into uh, the village potter, you know, the, you know, and I just, I was chatting to him and I said, can you help me make a bluebird? <laughs> and cause, cause she said, do something that you've never done before, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'd never made anything with clay properly, you know, made some things once, twice. And he said, yeah. Uh, absolutely so like a couple of days ago it took it took like some time before we actually got it together um but anyway so i've started making i molded this shape of a bird of a bluebird it's sort of you know out of clay and just shaped it it was just a couple of days ago and then it's sitting there drying and then we're going to fire it and i said i want it to be blue and gold and flex and he, and we had a long discussion about how to do it and, and so it's an alchemical thing that i'm involved in and i put in all my my intentions and my dreams of you know leadership and and the things that i you know the issues and the challenges that come up and how i'd like to heal them and all of that stuff i put it into this little alchemical process so it's an that's an example wow. of, of, of many examples of how magical the dream arc is and how sort of engaging it is it sounds like quite a feat. Like I'm just thinking of the task of making the sounds for each animal and then creating this. Like, wow! <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing. I mean, there's a dog in there that picks a card for you. You know, like <laughs> there's there's you know we have an oracle dog, and and it, it it's just unbelievable what's in there. How was the dog chosen as the oracle, or is that does that relate? Oh, it's one of many oracles. That there's oh, okay. there's loads of oracles in there, you know, and um, you know so they're all different. But the dog is just one of my favorites because um, she just she sticks. Rosie's got all her cards lying out on the ground, and then Luna, the dog, just puts her paw out and picks one, and then the and then the person turns it over, and so but she's done that with all the different cards, so it's just been recorded. So. Um, you can click it and it random Luna randomly picks you a card. That's so sweet. It's so now sweet. that you're actually doing the dream arc as a student, what are you learning? Like what new portals and illuminations are opening up for you? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a couple of things. Like one is, I feel like a child again, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like br bringing out the child in me, like just playing with clay and doing things that, you know, adults often forget to do you know right. things that don't really have a sort of 
you know, a purpose beyond just the doing. Um, so I, I'm, I'm more play, I'm becoming, I'm learning to be more playful um, and, um, and a bit sort of wilder in some respect, like the little boy in me is more engaged. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then my intuition, like, cause a lot of the, you know, there's lots of things, you know, your intuition, you know, you're really asked to kind of listen to, to fine tune your intuition, mm-hmm. like to a real pitch um, and, and then your imagination, you know, so it engages the power of the imagination, you know, and as a, as a way of deepening your connection to life and the mythology of your life. So that's really, you know, enhanced. I already have quite an active imagination, but it's like really enhanced for me. Um, but it's also, you know, it's helping me with my actual life. You know, so it's the challenges that are in front of me right now, because everyone has challenges all the time. Right. But the ones that are in front of me right now are really helped by the dream arc. You know, like, for instance. My animal at the moment is is not the blue. I've moved on from the bluebird. It's um, it's the lynx. Okay. And the lynx um, for me is about it's 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 that impeccability. Right. So it's that absolute kind of super awareness of where you place each paw when you're hunting you know lynx is one of the most silent hunters in existence okay like a lynx can hunt a cat and kill it you know a domestic That's cat impressive. yeah and cats, cats are, are super alert and right. lynx is one of the only creatures that can come up quietly on a cat and it, it they're, and they're totally silent and and it's the precision with which it places its paws and it, how it waits and it's like and anyway that for me is is exactly what I need at the moment because I'm dealing with some quite sensitive dynamics and issues and I'm with in other people and I'm I'm having to tread not so not well super carefully mm-hmm. with super awareness and careful of the things I say and how I say it and the words I choose and that level of kind of alertness mm. to you know uh traumatic patterns that are hidden in in the field and how to sort of you know not not awaken them yeah you know how to bypass them that's you know, super so valuable that that that's like a whole thing i'm learning at the moment you know wow yeah. and does it also because i know you said it's not it's not the gene keys one doesn't need to be familiar with the gene keys but does it offer a form of synthesis with the gene keys given that the gene keys is so left brain such a left brained endeavor yeah it's actually um i mean if you if you know the gene keys it's wonderful because it gives you a completely different approach so many people have been working with the gene keys and working with their profiles and things like that you come into the dream arc and there's no profile you know there's it's like the i described it it's like the gene keys is like this neatly clipped garden of magical delights and you come around a path and there's this beautiful vista that has been created and you can go and explore it and you can go through the labyrinth but the dream arc is like going into the jungle mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no paths <laughs> there's only like wild paths created by creatures and you don't know what they are and where they peter out and they don't lead anywhere and so you all you have is your intuition so even if you did the course 10 times, which by the way, would probably take you 10 years. Um, it's a big, it's a big program. I mean, it's big. It's, it's as big as the whole golden path. It's that mm-hmm. big. Wow. Um, it, you know, you would not have, you would have 10 completely different journeys because you're not choosing. You're not, the path isn't your choosing. Your intuition is choosing your path through. So there's no order. Mm-hmm. You know, you they're only the very first module. Well, there's introduction stuff, and then the first category is called the guardians. Okay. And that one you're recommended to do first, you know, because the guardian sets up your whole process. So you you're asked to pick one of twelve guardians, you know, as as your creature that will kind of set the tone of your entire journey. All right. So mine Which was a croc- you... oh, sorry. crocodile. Crocodile. Oh, crocodile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've told the story of how how the crocodile 
came to me. It was weird, you know. I haven't got. It I haven't. Here, but... I haven't heard this one before. No, but it. I just very briefly because I've told it. Um, I didn't know which to choose, and um, you know, I was looking at them, and I just thought, I, none of those are kind of doing it for me. Um, maybe I have to go off road. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so so I went out one day. I was in. I was in the U.S. at that time. I had COVID. I was recovering from COVID. And I just thought this is a perfect time for me to kind of start the dream arc properly. Um, and I was in a wild, lovely place. And I went out for this long walk. And I, before I went, I just said, OK, I've had enough of trying to decide. I'm going out for a walk. And when I come back, I'm coming back knowing my guardian. That's all. That's that, I made that decision. And so I went out on this long walk and then um, I sort of got tired because I was recovering from COVID. And then I, I sort of stopped at this rock in the wilderness and um and i was just resting and i thought this is as far as i'm going and um and i looked down at my feet and i was just sort of looking at my environment and there was this amazing old root on the ground like beautiful like gnarled old root and i picked it up and i was looking and going wow that's incredible and i saw turning it over and, and i was like oh my god it's a crocodile it looked exactly i've got it on my i've shown it on the videos and stuff. It, it's the head of a crocodile Whoa. and even it's kind of texture and it's you know how the crocodile has those kind of you know it has those nuances that are built into it and it's it, it, it just feels like a crocodile and it looks it's the same shape and I was like oh my god crocodile I'm gonna I'm the crocodile and I was like oh really do I want a fear key for the whole journey <laughs> you know and it's related to jinky 60 you know which is pretty intense you know it's my life's work <laughs> yeah you know what that's like right it's that is dealing a dense with, key it's dealing with structure and limitation and the form and you know hierarchy and all the things that you love and those subjects of like mm. justice and injustice and like oh my and i was like oh really i'm gonna have that and but you know the the amazing thing is that that's exactly what i've got you know that's what i that, that is those are the main themes of my life this year um, and, and can you can you translate that practically like how those themed how the crocodile translates yeah. to the themes that you're dealing with this year yeah well in a way the crocodile you know because if you read the crocodile it talks about you know in the bit i've written about it, it says the crocodile is all about the jaws obviously right right and the jaws are the jaws of fate right mm -hmm. and so they can snap shut at any point right um and so there's this incredible fear of like this is the it now form. is it now is it now yeah yeah and yeah the form the structure is going to kind of kill you it's mm -hmm. going to throttle your life force something from something whether it's red tape or whether it's the tax man or whether it's whatever it is it's something is going to get it might even be a very heavy relationship karmic relationship that you can't seem to shake you know and it could be many things it could be something in your body it could be the form in your body it could be a tumor it could be you know it's something that's like on your shoulder you know that's like and it's how you go into that and transform that you know with you know as much kind of courage and kindness and you know as you can and humanity as you can muster and that's mm -hmm. that's the that's the journey of the crocodile and it's also about trust you know one of the one of the little stories about the crocodile is that one of the few things that is in symbiosis with it are those little birds i can't remember what they're called and they clean out its teeth yeah and there's this beautiful you know you see it a lot these crocodiles with their teeth open and then the birds going in and pick and you know and it's it's and they and they really support each other there's a there's mm -hmm. a kind of you can almost feel like there's a kindness or an or a, a gratitude between them. right and it's and it's so sweet so even though it looks really fearsome and it's terrifying there's a gentle side to it as well and i think that's really worth remembering you know mm -hmm. anyway so yeah it's it's sort of a it's a big story and 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 then the, the the creatures come when they come and they you know they also i guess i should talk about dreams but maybe i'll give you a break Okay, well, I do. I do definitely want to talk about dreams. As you were talking, because I've been, you know, I have the 60 twice. 
yeah. which is irrelevant because we all have all the keys and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's there's not that. entirely relevant right um i spent a quite a bit of time contemplating the 60 and as you tied it into the crocodile i was remembering that crocodiles all their strength is in the closing but there's actually not that much strength or power in the opening interesting yeah. right like it's it's all yeah. they'll sit with their jaw open and wait but as far as opening fast they don't actually have that muscle mm. so I, I often think in terms of like what's going on with the world and the larger structures and just reminding myself well they need to use all these tricks and lies and collusion because they're not really that powerful you know so that's what i was getting from the the crocodile yeah i love that that's really really true yeah yeah i I'm still relinquishing the tendency to put my teachers on pedestals of perfection. So it's it's validating to me that that you would connect with the key and be like, oh, I don't want to. Because in my mind, I just feel like, oh, you must have mastered all of that. <laughs> you should come and spend a couple of days with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the case. <laughs> uh, ask my wife uh <laughs> no i mean yeah, just a normal person i'm you know um fallible and um vulnerable just like everyone else um yeah, yeah and and life you know whoever you are life throws you massive challenges from time to time and uh i happen to be doing the the dream art course while i'm in that phase of um big initiation i guess you call it Oh wow! Levels, which I'm not going to go into it because it's some of it's personal and some of it's, you know, but it, so it doesn't really matter what it is because we've all got our things and we don't right. need to share them publicly, but we know what they are and, and we could talk about them at a sort of archetypal level or mythic level and and still be vulnerable and still be open and honest. But yeah, I'm like the 60 has always been a key that kind of scared me, <laughs> as you know. So you know it well. I know it super well, and I you know, because I was reading it and then you came out with the audios, I think after I had already familiarized with myself and there's this one line where so no, no one knows the experience of being stuck like someone with the 60th. Um, and there are moments where I'm like, well, it makes sense on some dimension, but there's definitely a density to that key. And it's really interesting when you go into the creatures of, of the keys because they, they, they elucidate and illuminate the the gene key in a in a right brain way um, that's really interesting when you contemplate them. So the the crocodile is one, and and you can look at mythology as well and see the, mm -hmm. the crocodile gods and from Egypt and those things. Um, and it's a goddess actually, it's a goddess thing, the crocodile. And then the hippopotamus is the mammal that's right. associated. And again, that's kind of similar in a way that they're both like these water dwellers. I don't know why that came that way. That's true. But, but the hippo is like an it gives you a shows you how incredibly fertile the that 60 is mm -hmm. and incredibly creative you know it's it because the the hippo is what is the great um fertilizer of the rivers mm -hmm. you know it, it you know it does it, it it eats a huge amount of grass at night and then in the and then it goes in the day and then it shits out all that stuff and it 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 pours shit into the river and you know it's got that little spinny funny tail yeah and that tail spins in a spiral and as it's shitting all the shit just gets like a muck spreader gets spread all over the river vast amounts of it and it and it actually fertilizes hundreds and thousands of creatures so hippos wow. in the river keep the rivers really fecund and alive mm -hmm. and and you know and full of like you know nutrients and sort of those phyto you know the incredible um you know yeah nutrients that that kind of many many creatures live off so they're yeah. they're like it's fearsome as well but it has that yeah you know it's one of the most dangerous african creatures for example but yeah they're incredible and well, then the yeah, oh I'm, I'm sorry but that makes sense about the hippo because it wasn't until i did I think I think it was the activation sequence that we did as a group in 2020 and those um, doing these things in a group has been so helpful for me and we got a call together with everyone who was working with the 60th and that's when I understood it as like this meta structure this like kind of behind the scenes grid that 
you know, we're kind of alchemically tracking and feeling into. So that makes sense in terms of the hippo um, being responsible for so for this whole ecosystem with such a seemingly, you know, base yeah. <laughs> action as pooping. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then the and then the bird is the cuckoo, you know, and so that's got a whole amazing mythology that you've got to like try and un, you know really try and understand. Do you know the song "The Cuckoo" by Anne Briggs? No. I think you would love that. Um, right. I will send it to you later today. But it, it's odd that you mentioned that because I just it got stuck in my head last night, and I was listening to the cuckoo. Yeah. Um, it's and a beautiful, the, and... beautiful like Irish old folk oh, wow. song. Yeah, it's very sweet. And that's yeah. a unique bird among birds. It has a behavior that is not repeated anywhere else in in the bird world. Right. You know the the laying that you know that laying that's its eggs in a specific you know in the willow warbler's um, nest. Mm -hmm. You know, which is a much as tiny bird, so it'll lay its eggs in there and then disappear. And then the other bird brings up its child. Obviously, its little cuckoo is this and, considered a trickster animal in the dream arc um that's a good question i'm not sure what it lives in i don't think it is a trickster because it it's it because you know then what it does when it comes out it pushes the other ones out of the nest doesn't it so it pushes the other birds eggs or the other chicks out of the nest and kills them so it, it then is the only bird and, and so it gets all the food it's a much bigger bird and you know pretty greedy right and so this little tit though this little willow warbler recognizes it as a child and feeds it and brings it up and it and it that's you know so it's life is deceptive from the get-go yeah and it's there's also that that element of justice injustice you know fate karma you know like that that you know is that that's nature right kind of but you know, and then we have that whole thing about being cuckolded, you know, and like someone betraying you with someone's wife or someone's husband. And that that there's this justice, injustice, you know, this vision of like, there's something wider at work than we can understand, you know. That's really That's very mysterious. It's so mysterious. I mean, and it's also bizarre that the, the 60 being so dense and kind of matrix laden is also so much magic. You yeah. know, it's like the key to magic. It is. Uh, yeah, which is just such a great paradox. And I, as you're saying this, it's just kind of, you know, I'm looking at, as always, at what's going on in culture and all these, you know, epic machinations to try to make things fair and equal and safe for everyone. And then just hearing about the cuckoo, it's like, but that's not how nature works. Nature's no. so unfair and so brutal. Yeah, it is. Although it, although nature also has a natural inherent balancing, you know, thing, you know, so it's built, built in are these layers of karma, you know, karma is a very nuanced kind of, you know principle or to, to think about it's like we we kind of look at it and think well you know if i do something nice something nice will happen to me or vice versa it's like that's such a kind of simplistic way of thinking about it it's it has so many layers of nuance to it like even right up to the you know how it operates in natural systems how it operates in human emotions how it operates throughout history how it operates a big cyclical beyond a single lifetime you know or it, it's it's a very very subtle set of truths you know Aurobindo was an amazing person that 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 went into that subject mm -hmm. in incredible detail mm -hmm. all its nuance and you know yeah something something else so it's like the 60 contains all of that information and wisdom and depth and so deep contemplation and embodied understanding is required to unlock it as you well know you know yeah i could spend a lifetime on just the 60. <laughs> yeah yeah and it has those weird stories of the you know of the city of the kind of um reality collapsing like, yeah is it is, is it you know? spatial is it like people with this the 60th city have a different relationship to sort of time space laws of nature gravity that yeah yeah i thing? think it's it's about reality yeah it's like 
it's it's a it's it's the kind of quivering of reality like yeah. what we take as real is you know the 60 shows us it isn't you know right 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 and and so it's yeah it's layers of that i've had you know i i trained in gymnastics starting from the time i was a very young child and then you know i was a gymnast for many, many, many years. And then I was a dancer and I always had, had this ability to either flip really high or leap really high. Like, it's just odd. I get this kind of bizarre kind of airtime. Um, and it was when I was diving deep into the 60, I was like, I think this is my relationship to the 60th gene key that has something to do with this. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Being able to kind of make quantum leaps. Yes. Yeah. And I've so, heard yeah. Talk about karma before that it's that um, we're misguided in thinking that there's personal karma, um, and that it, it that that sort of speaks to an attachment to a to a, like a three D identity structure or something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I that's might, might be one of the statements that I might kind of retract because. Right, uh, <laughs> set the because, record straight. Well, only just because again say when you say something like that or write something like that it's like it, it's it's real and it's not real you know mm -hmm. it's it's so i kind of wish i hadn't said that because there's a truth you know to yes there's some personal strand that connects everything mm -hmm. but then uh, the point i was trying to make is that everything is interconnected you know in this massive inter interdependence so um that's what people mostly miss this is why like we we kind of don't often see the the deeper reasons behind things and this this is that notion of justice and injustice like someone that is really evil or seems to be really evil and then they have a really good nice fortune life and they and they never get caught you know and then they die you know peaceful or or relatively um and you think well that's not fair you know and then this person over there has the opposite really kind loving and all these bad things happen um but what we don't see is we don't see the life of the soul. Right. Know? And so we don't see most of that person's being and, and most of what is actually going on under the surface. Right. And that's where karma kind of operates. So, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's a big, mysterious subject. Um, I, I, you know, it's the sort of thing you, you need to sort of take magic mushrooms and then discuss it. Anytime, Richard. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to take mushrooms with you. That's off the record, karma. by the way. <laughs> um, um, I'm fond of saying it makes sense on some dimension. Like when it when I'm not understanding it from my 3D monkey mind, I trust it's all making sense from a much larger meta eternal perspective that I'm not aware of having access to as of yet. Yeah. I mean, in a way, every gene key is like that right and yeah the same with the, in the dream arc every one of those codes interpreted into creatures contains the same information but it's encoded in a in a symbolic iconic right brain way mm -hmm. but the same wisdom can be drawn from it you know it's just coming from a different place so the dream arc is about working out your right brain it's like you know i was saying the other day to someone like it's like we've spent so much of our lives building up the muscles on one side of our body you know so we're like all kind of contorted we're like massive left side muscles and right. tiny little wimpy right ones for most people anyway um probably not so much you but then you know building up that right muscle is what the dream arc's about imagination child you know child nature looking at something through the eyes of a child, being playful, working with your hands, doing things that are unexpected, stretching yourself beyond your normal comfort zones deliberately, mm -hmm. um, working it, feeling yourself into your dream life, you know, so that you start to see the unbroken strand between the dream life and the waking life. Mm -hmm. and, and the awareness starts to kind of open up those doors between, you know, all those, that whole right side of our brain that grasps things holistically and mm -hmm. symbolically mm -hmm. you know that it's truth it's it's sort of knowledge well it's wisdom in a way through revelation you know rather than through learning you know it's like you don't have to go out and get it it's already in there waiting to come out it's a completely opposite way of learning 
Mm. You know, in our schools, we do all one sided. We don't do any learning that's revelation, no. do we? You know, so it's like we've learned all this a whole methodology that's kind of only one thing. Like science is like that. It's like only one way. But then mysticism is there's a whole other way. You can learn things in a different way. You can learn them by remembering them. It's, and, and you can learn them instantly rather mm -hmm. than having to go through long, 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 long processes. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so I, you know, in the dream arc, I spend some time describing the power of dreams and how, how our dream life, you know, even in our, our dream life, even when we're awake, is very rich. You know, it's like that hippo's fertilizing. But if, but if we don't pay any attention to it, then it's it just completely misses us so it's like a huge percentage of our being is not being accessed most mm -hmm. of the day or mm -hmm. the night of my conversation with Richard Rudd. As you are enjoying this conversation and literally jumping out of your skin to know what happens next, what do they talk about next, please consider supporting me on either Patreon and or Locals where all of my paid supporters get access to the second halves. I'm gonna stick with that. To the second halves of all of my podcast interviews. You can find those membership sites at patreon.com slash dannycats and dannycats.locals.com. I also encourage you to sign up for my newsletter at dannycats.com so that you can stay abreast of my latest podcast episodes and guest appearances of my courses, of my workshops, of new books. Hint, hint, there's one dropping before the end of the year. When you sign up, you will be gifted a free PDF with five quantum languaging hacks for instant empowerment. So it's really just a win-win-win scenario. Before you navigate over to dannycats.com to sign up for my newsletter and to Patreon and Locals to become one of my supporters, I'm reminding you to subscribe, to like, to share, and to comment as we break the algorithm together. All right, folks, I will see you on the other side. Thanks for tuning in. Much love. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And as you are inspired to learn more about my quantum languaging work, about my books, my homeschool courses, my transformational and empowered badassery coaching, check out my website, dannycats.com. As well, track all of my latest content on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon, tribe.